Who doesn't love surprises? Yeah, that's right. We got a nice little short episode for you guys today. A nice little surprise that Chuck put together. Richie Palacios himself decided to sit down with us for this one. Yeah, guys, this is huge. Uh, Most of you know Richie played a good majority of the season with the team. I'm not going to babble. We're going to go straight into this one because y'all need to hear what Richie has to say about what it was like to get his major league debut and play with this team this year. I am so beyond excited to share with you guys uh, the perspective of genuinely one of the most humble and just all around cool dudes that I think I've ever talked to. Ladies and gentlemen, the interview with Richie Palacios. You're listening to At The Corner, a Cleveland Guardians podcast by Zach Caldwell and Chuck B. Fastball hit in the air. A swing and a drive! Away back! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of At The Corner. I, as always, am your host, Zach. I'm joined traditionally by my co-host, Chuck. Chuck, say hello. What's up, everybody? How you doing? What's up, Zach? You good? I think I'm ready. You know what, Chuck? You've uh, you've wanted this one for a while. Why don't you introduce our guest? It is it is. This is a very proud day for my for me and 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 Zach. Um, I'm. It is my honor to introduce Richie Palacios. Woo! Yes, sir. <laughs> Richie, how you doing, brother? Yes. I'm doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course, I, I appreciate you taking time out of what I'm sure is busy. Uh, you know, we're, we're in the off season now, but that doesn't mean Jack for athletes, you know, things keep going, things keep moving. There's work to be done, but from sincerely, thank you for taking time to thank uh, you, Richie. It really is an honor to have you. Yep. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me guys. Like yep. Chuck, you got the lead on this one, man. Wow. So it's been a crazy year for you. Um, making your major league debut overall, what was this year like for you? Um, you know, just top to bottom, you know, just sitting back, looking on it. Well, it's such, it was such an amazing year for you personally, for the team. And just a remarkable season, just a remarkable season of baseball that we all we all got to see. What was it like for you, Richie? Uh, obviously, starting like with the debut, it was amazing. Like being able to uh, step on that field and play um, the first major league game is something I've dreamed of my entire life. So. Doing that was like the most sick thing in my entire career, um, in my entire life, to be honest. Um, and then it was awesome playing on a on a good baseball team, like a team that's winning, a team that wants to win. Um, it's pretty awesome. Like just everyone sacrificing whatever they have to sacrifice to win is a pretty awesome experience. And that's how I feel like all sports should be played. But like there's some teams that it's not truly like that. So it was an awesome experience to to be a part of a winning team and a winning culture. And I'm excited, like for the next um, bunch of years, what 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 Cleveland has to offer. I got one Absolutely. real quick, Chuck. If you have a second, so you touched yes, on sir. you touched on it's that team environment and a team that goes out there and lays it all on the line. How so? We sat down with Zach Mizell a couple about a month or so ago, just over a month ago, and he said one of the biggest from, things from is, the athletic. Yep, he said one of the biggest things that he noticed as a reporter was the clubhouse chemistry. From the players' perspective in this season, how would you rate the clubhouse chemistry and what that atmosphere was like? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was definitely uh, a new thing for me having because playing with guys that are, are a lot, not a lot older than you, but like older than you and been veterans. Like in the minor leagues, you play with some guys like that. But um, for me, it was pretty awesome to 
those guys are just like looking to help the younger guys in any way. And, and they were just trying to teach us the way around the league and the way things that the way you should be going about things. And that's, I feel like that's extremely important. And then obviously we just enjoyed uh, spending time with each other, like playing cards and talking trash. Like we all, like bond, we, all, we all bonded through those things. And that I feel like those things off the field help the on the field um, culture because we know that we're pulling for each other and we have good relationships with each other and we're all just rooting for each other. So I feel like those two things were, were major for us to uh, build a good team chemistry. Wow. Absolutely. So, Zach, I got a follow-up here. Let's dive right into it. What was it like when you found out you were going to the major leagues? Well, <laughs> just talk, talk. You met the you, – we, your debut was obviously in, in Los Angeles, Anaheim, University Angels. But what was it like when you first found out that you are going to be going to the major leagues? Uh, yeah, I was – just extremely like smiling for probably like 25 minutes straight. Um, just talking awesome. to uh, the AAA manager. And then like, obviously first call was like to my parents. Which yes. was, like, Yeah. That's when I started to break down because <laughs> I know how much they sacrificed. So that's when I broke down. And, and when I talked to my parents, um, but they were just screaming on the phone. Um, I couldn't hear anything but just straight screams because they were so excited. <laughs> but it's it was I feel like it's also experience for me, but even more awesome for them because they they pretty much paved the way and sacrificed so much. And like honestly, I would not be here without them. There is an amazing clip of your of your parents in the in your debut. It was at, it was it was your second at bat. There's because from, from like we're fans. We're, we don't work for the team. We don't. There's nothing like a fan following a player's career. And we get the news like on Twitter or, or like that, that we're finding out that a player is going to make his debut. And when you make the debut and you just, you see it before your eyes, like the way, and you get a hit in your first at bat, right? And I believe the great Andre Nott is interviewing your parents live during the second at bat. Yep. I remember that. I'm, me and Zach, uh, Richie, this is a West Coast game too. It's 10 o'clock and, you know, Zach, uh, Richie, I'm from, I'm from New York. I'm from New Jersey. My man, you're a New York guy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so when Zach lives in Cleveland, so we're all on the West Coast. This is like a. Oh, a Chuck, I remember, I'm in Georgia. Oh, oh, so you're in Georgia. This is a 10 o'clock game, yep. you know, versus the Angels, and your parents, and it's like, I'm, I'm like next to my wife, and like, oh my God, his parents are literally being interviewed as his, <laughs> as his batting. And then you just jump on a pitch and ends up in, and ends up in the outfield, and you, and it's, and your parent, and your mom's going nuts. <laughs> Did you see that clip? You saw that. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. You saw that clip. Yeah, she's going nuts. She got, uh, she got a lot of fame from that. I'm gonna say she says she's famous now. Oh man, I can tell you just from listen. I can tell you just from listening to them that they are incredibly she proud was of so you. Proud. That was so yeah. special. And I know that I know that that was big for you. That phone call, being able to call them and say, "Mom, I made it. Dad, yeah, I made it. That's awesome." Yeah, man. yeah, there's, that was awesome. Now there are two game. There are two memories. I, I put this on Twitter today. When you were in Oakland, I, th- I believe it was Saturday. We are and you're. It's a tie game. We're on the road, and me and my wife are watching it together, and and we're tie game, chips on the table, top top of the top of the eighth, and Richie Palacios is coming to coming to the plate, and well, and you got and we all know what happened after that. Go ahead, first <laughs> RBI two bag. What was oh, that yeah. like, Richie? Tell, yeah, take take, us, a, through take us through that. First uh, RBI double. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Just sitting there, um, once like the fifth. Fifth inning hit like um, comes. We all the guys that are not starting that day start to get ready, start warming your body up. You start stretching. You start doing all the things you need in case you do come in the game. So I'm doing all that from the fifth, pretty much to the to the bottom of the seventh, and then eighth comes and like 
it's looking like someone might come and pitch it here. So we're studying like this pitcher and what he has and how he wow. plays. Like, we're watching video on him for like five, six minutes, just sitting around the iPad watching video. Um, and then I had my evil shirt on, had everything ready in, just in case. And then uh, they literally say, all right, Richie, you going up to the plate. So went in, like went up to this plate, just took it like every other at bat, just nice and relaxed. Um, he threw like three curveballs in the dirt and yeah. threw with a strike. And then it was 3 1. So I was just looking for a pitch that I could drive um, to drive the runners in. And, and he left I, over the plate and I hit it. I thought off the bat, it, it had a chance of getting out. I really did because you could see it going with the wind. I thought I had a chance of getting out off the yeah. bat. Yeah, that's what all the guys in the dugout said. They thought they, they thought it was going out. But I said, I don't care. As long as it dropped, we good. <laughs> so and the I crazy have... thing is, the crazy thing is, Pache has stole so many of my hits. Oh, my God. He, so he is a fantastic center fielder. Like, AAA last year, I remember, like, four or five times I drove balls to, like, warning track, and this guy is jumping on the wall and catching them and diving. Running them down. So I hit it down. I'm like, Pache, don't catch this one, bro. <laughs> it's like, just give me <laughs> one of them, man. <laughs> so take it. Is there a difference in your approach to things in like, let's say you're in the starting lineup for a game versus in a situation where you're looking at a pinch hit situation, do you have a different mentality or do you approach it all the same? Uh, Definitely. I approach it all the same. I mean, obviously the routine is different. That's like being able to have a routine for when you're starting and a routine for when you're not starting is important. And I learned that this year. Um, so the routine is definitely different, but the approach is still the same. Um, yeah, I don't have a different approach at the plate when I'm pinch hitting. I stay just to look for good pitches, um, being patient. And I've started to see, like, when guys pinch hit, like, a lot of times they don't go straight right after them. But they want to yeah. see what they're going to do, how they're going to come off the bench. Are they going to be too aggressive and start swinging at everything? Like, so those are the things that I learned and built my approach to that. But for the most part, it's a similar approach at the plate. Um, starting and uh, pinch hitting. Absolutely. And those words echo with, we sat down with uh, Guardians draft prospect, Nate Furman earlier this year. And Nate pretty much said the same thing. Uh, he said, if you don't have an approach, uh, you're already going up to the plate on the backside of things, giving the pitcher an advantage, not having an approach. So you guys have heard it here from two athletes. Approach is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Now, now, Richie, what was it? What was it like in the clubhouse after after that after that go ahead RBI double, was uh, there was there a beer shower for you? Yeah, definitely was a beer shower, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I couldn't breathe all that cold beer on me. But yeah, definitely a beer shower. The guys are just, I mean, that's, that was it was awesome to just see the guys come together. Like a lot of them never played with them, but just excited, excited for me and excited to win. And that's how it, it, it's been the entire season. Just. No matter who's stepping up and when they're stepping up, it's just an exciting feeling for them, and all the guys are rallying right around them. Now, now that that's incredible. Now, there's one game that really sticks sticks out to me. I think it was a, another pitch hitting opportunity. Was in Los Angeles, Dodgers. Um, that that sticks out to me like crazy. We were the we were in a kind of a weird spot. We're on the road. Dodgers are obviously a a big team, and I remember this game that goes yesterday. I believe you know Jose Ramirez go, went down for a, few, a day or two with with a thumb injury. We're all Guardians land is all on ice. You know we're all getting worried. <laughs> we're, we're we're all. I remember I'm losing my shit because of, no we don't know what's going on, and we we need and I I think I think we we were we were we got the lead then we we may have given it back to the Dodgers in in, in the eighth, 
and then you come up in the eighth inning, you know, and this is the this is the Los Angeles Dodgers. We're we're kind of getting in a groove, and then you come up late high late inning, high leverage inning, and you you get you tie the game. Do you remember, what was that moment like versus the Dodgers? That was that was also an awesome experience. I mean, that was I feel like even to me it felt like bigger than that Oakland um, pinch hit because like the fans there were crazy. Oh my god! Like that, oh. like that it, was like fifty thousand or whatever. Like, just, and, but like when you're playing, you're not thinking about it. Like you're not thinking about it. You don't really feel the difference. But like looking back on it, it was like wow, that was like crazy because the fans there are crazy. But same thing, like just watching. Um, I was watching video on all their relievers, like studying them. Um, wow. at home studying them at home and studying them even during the game um and then when you're just waiting looking for who's coming up in the bullpen once someone comes up you start to really study and see the tendencies right there um in case of a pinch hit so i was studying uh and i was i think it was daniel hudson at the time yep, uh, yep. studying him knowing his fastball has really good life and looking at where he tries to throw it which is high and away to lefty so i already came up to the plate and i was like look i'm gonna go for the high and away fastball um, and lay off everything else. Um, and he threw one there. He got me. Um, I was under it. And the second one, I made sure I got on top of it. Yep. He came back middle low with 97. You were able to get your hands around on it and rope it yeah. down the line. Oh yeah. That had to feel, that had to feel pretty damn good. <laughs> now, that, yeah, was... that, and and now, now what was the flight home? A cross country flight. What was the flight home on, on, on the way home? We just got, we, we just, we won the game. We've, we we find out Jose is going to be okay. Big, we won the series. We beat yep, yeah, two on, three. on the road in their house. What was that flight home like? Yeah, and I, it was awesome. I mean, right there and then, like we we already knew we were going to be a good team, and we we yeah. had that great feeling. But that it's always good to get those like little like confidence builders. Like, look, we can hang with the Dodgers, and we, not more than hang, we could beat them. We took the um, series. Yeah, so it's like we we were like, yeah, we like it was just exciting. It was an exciting time on that flight back um just knowing that we took two or three from those guys at their place that was a remarkable series for you richie because i'm I'm remembering friday night zach that was one of those games where it was like on like youtube or apple and nobody had a stream i'm like losing we're losing our shit how to watch the game and then and and richie you're up in the eighth i think it's the eighth inning is the eighth inning yeah eighth inning and we're not we're not looking too good and you got the sack fly off one of their high leverage guys in that in that series. Yeah, Watch. yeah, that was a, that was an awesome series for me. I definitely um, came through with two clutch um, pinch hit appearances to to help us get the win. So that was that was awesome. Um, yeah, that was awesome to do that, especially in front of those fans. Um, and I had a decent amount of friends there that are just out in uh, in California. So I love it. That. Was, it was a great yeah, it was a great yeah. series. Yeah, so it was definitely an important series for the team and for me uh, being able to come through clutch twice. Absolutely. So Richie, let's dial it back a little bit. Let's go let's take a rewind trip here. Let's go all the way back to 2018. Yes. So you were drafted in the third round with the 103rd overall pick by Cleveland. Walk me through what Out your emotions Brooklyn, were York, like. Baby. Yep. <laughs> Walk me through what your emotions were like when you learned that the guardians had drafted you at the time, the Indians. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, that was an amazing thing. Um, it was just me, my, my dad, my mom, um, and one of my dad's best friends, uh, just sitting in the house, um, with the, playing the waiting game, but, um, getting calls from my advisor at the time. And it was just like, once I heard that, um, on the screen, 
Like I, we all started to scream. I started to scream. Um, it was just like the first, like I feel like the first real inkling of like showing me like, look, all the work that you've done, all the extra work you've done is like truly paying off. And like that, that was like an amazing thing. So I was screaming. I was on cloud nine. My phone was going crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was an experience that um, I'll remember obviously for the rest of my life. Did you have an idea that Cleveland was interested in you when you were selected? Did you like um, have information well, on that? I mean, I had honestly. I was talking to pretty much every every major league team but one. Um, wow. So so I didn't know. But that hit to no doubt about it. The, the funny thing was though is that our my college coaches were um, they were all like put in a little like gentleman's bet on who they thought was going to draft me. Um, my coach Tyner thought it was going to be, I think, not the Orioles. I, had the, I think it was the Padres. We had the Marlins that they were guessing, and there was one other team. And then actually, my pitching coach Miles Miller, he guessed Cleveland. I love like that. days days before the draft, and and I was like, I guess he must have known something. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> he knew. Wow. So so now let's now let's move forward a little bit. But you know, adversity adversity happens in a career. It's going to happen. So people don't really know this about you. Your path to the major leagues was beyond is a lot a lot like people don't know it was very hard for you you tear you, you, i think you, you tore your labrum in 2019 yeah. Yeah. and then you know you, that's a big injury you know that's that's a season like for an entire year you, you you lose an entire year of development so you're kind of behind the eight ball a bit in terms of development so you're catching up already and what was that like for you you know? Yeah, it was it was tough at first just knowing that I was going to miss the entire season. Like, I, baseball is the thing I love to do. I've loved to do it my entire life. And being able – like, someone saying, all right, you're not going to be able to play at all this whole season, like, that definitely um, took a toll on me. And at first you're getting all these negative thoughts of, like, right. what's going to happen after and am I going to come back better and all that. But, like, obviously I put my faith in God. Like, I know everything's going to pan itself out. And – just like worked my butt off, like worked my butt off with all the trainers and stuff to get back to a hundred percent. Um, but the important thing for me was just hitting small goals, like not looking at yeah. the grand scheme of things, like worrying about yeah. 12 months in advance, but I'll worry about, okay, this is going to be the first time I could lift weights with my right arm. And this is going to be the first day that I could throw away the balls. And this is going to be the first day I could take swings off the tee and like having those small goals and looking forward to all those, I felt like made me achieve them better and made me not have negative thoughts of like oh i'm not playing for a full year like it gave me a positive outlook on it wow so i feel like that for me um helped me come back from that injury even stronger than than i was before i think that just goes to show how important it is to be resilient no matter what and i really like the way that you put that just break things down into small achievable goals because sometimes when you look at the big picture on things it's easy to get caught up in what looks like something insurmountable but uh Yeah, you just got to be able to break them down and chew them off in chunks. So now, oh, yeah. what, Richie? What's fast, Richie? What's fascinating? What's fascinating about your career is which a lot of fit. You know, I'm a prospect. I'm a prospect guy. I watch. I, I I can't get enough of it. I have. There are some games where I have the Guardians game on my TV, and I have, I have Double A Akron, on my you know on my laptop, and I have Columbus on my cell phone. There's literally some games like you know all, all levels. I I I. I I don't like. I love. So what people don't know about you is, so you 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 lose 2019 development season through your shoulder injury, and then 
were hit with COVID in 2020. So that's and you're and that's another season just wiped away. And what was that like? It, so that's two years, two years yeah. of development just gone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, it, it was, you know? yeah, it was tough. It, it sucked. Obviously, it sucked. I was looking forward to playing that, that 2020 season. Um, it sucked for sure. But what it did help me do is it just gave me more time to get my shoulder to like back to how it was before. Um, it gave me more time to to build strength in my shoulder. Um, I was staying. I stayed out here in Arizona, and I was training with a couple of my friends out here. Um, because I didn't want to go back to New York because of how bad it was. So I stayed out here and I was still able to train, not with the coaches that like the uh, Indians coaches at the time, um, but just like by myself and with other trainers out here. So it was a way that I was able to still get my work in and get a development, not as easy as it would be like doing it in the complex. But um, I feel like being able to do that and, and hit like lives out here in Arizona was like very important for me to come back to that next um, year and, and come back smooth. Right. So, I'm going to grab my charger real quick. I'm going to grab my charger. All right. I hear you guys. All right. Now, Richie, now we just, we got through 2019 and 2020. So now you're back. You're, 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 you're back on the map. 2021. Yeah. You're on fire. Every level. What was and what was that like to finally get back? And you're 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 setting the world on fire. You, your 2021 season was incredible. People people don't realize that either. And now and what was that like? And I, and and at 2021, can you taste the major leagues? You're at you're at double A. You're at triple A. What was and and absolutely tearing it tearing up. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was awesome to come back um, with the, like the same way or even better than I was before. That was the biggest thing is like not being able to have. A, not a lot of at bats for two years like oh like there's a doubt said like oh are you gonna lose it like all that but I knew I'm a confident player I knew that I know how to hit and um I feel like that was gonna be the hardest thing to do when I came back um and just being able to stick to my plan that I had before I got injured um helped me produce at a good level um and tasting the major leagues I mean the biggest advice my brother's giving me or he gives me yes all the time. Josh baby yeah <laughs> The biggest advice, he gives me so much good advice, but the biggest thing that he was always telling me is in the minor leagues, like, you just have to be where your feet are. Like, no matter what numbers you're putting up, like, yep. if you just worry about dominating, like, your Go current you situation, yeah, you, if you're worried about dominating your current situation, like, the other stuff would take care of itself. And I felt that's extremely important uh, for me because if I'm worrying about, oh, why am I going to get called up to AAA? Like all that stuff, you're not gonna truly be where your feet are. Um, so that's why, like, I was just staying where I was at. Um, obviously, knowing the major leagues is close, but not worrying about it because it's out of my control. Just being able to produce was in my control. Now, one, now, one final question before we got some Twitter questions for you. I have, an, I have another question for you. So then, you, so now you're on the 40 man roster. I remember I was screaming, I was screaming from the heavens to to get you put on the 40 man <laughs> roster in November. In November. <laughs> um. So now you're put on the 40 man, and then we have this ridiculous lockout that takes place. I'm, I don't think I've, I don't even think I mentally recovered from that lockout. Um, None of us. And, and you can't, and you can't train with the team now. I, I, I remember. I, you can't, you can't train in the, you can't train with the, with, you know, with the front, with the front office, with your coaches. You, we got, we have a new hitting coach, Mr. Vileka. We don't even. 
we know what's going on. You know, you can't get, you can't, you can't what hear was, anybody. What was that? What was that like for you guys on the athlete yeah. side? Like, how do you stay? How do you stay prepped in that and kind of tune out all that noise and just stay focused on the fact that if there is a base? And just to season. piggyback off of that, I remember I had there was I I I, I remember what during the lockout you were you were training with I believe Jose Ramirez if I'm not mistaken a bit, and I think Brian La, and you know other members of this I think Brian Lavastida was in there a bit. What was that like training, train, uh, you know, getting getting tips from Jose and, and trying to, you know, just trying to be like a sponge off of off of off of a great player like him? Yeah, um, going on both those questions. Uh, yeah, it was it was weird, obviously, um, but I mean, for like the, most of the pro guys, I feel like that are that are truly professional. Like you know what you need to get done. Like yes, it's easier to get it done in the complex with the coaches there and helping you. But like we know, we all know what we need to work on and what we need to develop. So. It's like, yeah, the coaches and trainers aren't there, but it's like you know in your on your own like that you gotta do this and you gotta do that to work on your fielding, work on this. So like that was definitely like the biggest thing. Um and for me it was it was an awesome like it obviously sucked because we weren't to be able to be at the complex and stuff, but for me it was extremely awesome because I got to train with some of the, like the best major leaguers like in MLB. We were training at GCU with the likes like Tim Anderson, Colin Wow, Wall, uh, the the Urias, awesome. the Urias brothers, um, Wow, I think Jeffrey Peralta was there. A bunch of pitchers were there too. Um, Aaron Hicks was there. Wow, like so we were all going to GCU uh, three to four times a week, like taking ground balls, um, doing outfield stuff, and hitting on the field. And like I was taking so much from those guys. Like those guys have been the lead. They're bona fide major leaguers. So. Even though the lockout was tough, like I got to train with those guys and I was learning so much. Um, I mean, Tim Anderson, I was, to be honest, I was my favorite. That is yeah. probably still my favorite player. And I've always wanted to meet him and, and he's a cool guy and he's always giving tips. Till this day, I'll, I'll hit him up for things and wow. he, he's always there to help me. So I, that was like the biggest thing for me was being able to take stuff from those guys and train with them, but just learn little things that were going to help me um, for when I did make my major league debut. Now I have one last Heck question. Yeah. I'm a little bit starstruck, so I don't. I'm, you always, re, you, you don't, you always like don't ask the questions you want to after the interview, you know. So now everyone knows that you, you ever, your brother Josh is is in the major leagues. What's that like? You know, growing up and, and you're in your, you know, with your family and you know your brother and and you, you your whole lives you're you're trying to achieve a dream, achieve a dream together. And now you're living your dream together as brothers. What's yeah. what's that like, man? Like, what, what? Yeah. That's so special. Yeah, yeah. It's extremely special. Um, I mean, yeah, even we growing up together, we've been extremely close. We've always helped each other in, in whatever ways we could. Our parents have obviously led us in the right direction. Um, but, like, playing in the major leagues at the same time is probably was the most awesome thing um, for us. Um, because, one, he's helped me so much, like, He's helped me so much. Like, there's no, like, he's just paved the way for me and taught me all the things I needed before I even needed to get there. So it's been awesome being able to to be in a major league at the same time as him. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome experience, hopefully, when I play against him. Yes. I think yeah. that would be awesome. And obviously, and me and Everybody him, loves some sibling rivalry. We face Wa- I got to yeah. look if we face Washington. That would be incredible. Yeah, we do. Wow. But um, I'm saying that, uh, and that, yeah, that's going to be a crazy thing. And, and our plan, um, we want to obviously play long enough to where we can we can choose to play together for for a season. So that's our plan. 
And I we're looking forward to that because I think that would be an awesome experience. Unbelievable. That's right. it now. Well, Richie, we, we got a, we got a couple time, Twitter so questions. questions for you. Yep, we just got a couple quick ones that were sent to us by some listeners that have interacted with us. So our good friend Nicole, you actually answered one of her questions. I didn't even have to ask it about, you know, does playing every day or being in a pinch hit role change your approach or your routine? Uh, you answered that, but she had a second part of that. Um, she said, what does the next up always ready mentality mean to you? And how does that mentality influence you going into the office? Built different athletes, baby. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I mean, first, the next up mentality starts like with the team. Like if someone goes down or someone's not performing, it's always like next up, like we're going to take care of each other. I'm going to do whatever it means for the team. And for me, it's next up is just like you got to always be ready. Like we play this game, even if you're not starting, doesn't mean you're not playing in that game. Doesn't mean you can't impact that game extremely. So that next up mentality for me is just being able to be prepared um, during the game, um, before the game and during the game, in case I come in, in case something happens, um, I'm always ready and I'm, and I'm ready to, uh, be able to make an impact on the game. So I feel like that's what that mentality means to me. Awesome. And then Alyss sent us, yes, she said, Alyss. yep, we did a podcast with Alyss. Alyss was kind enough to join us. She asked, what was your favorite part of being a part of this young team? And what role do you like to fulfill the most? Um, so I would say it was just, it was a lot of fun. Like it was a lot of fun on and off the field, um, being able to play the game with the guys that are pulling for each other and just having a good time. Um, awesome to play with a lot of guys that I play with in the minor leagues too. That was pretty yes. cool. Like the Quans, Oscar, Aries, all these guys that like play with in the minor leagues, like being able to play together on the big stage is a, uh, is awesome. And for me, um, my role, I mean, whatever, whatever the team calls, um, as I'm ready for, and, and we've seen that this year, if it's, if it's not starting, if it's pinch hitting, um, whatever it is that the team needs, I'm, I'm going to be there to fulfill that. Um, and I feel like I've done that so far and I'm going to continue to do that in my career. Absolutely. And I got one last question to wrap us out. This is from me. I actually just thought of this on the fly. So all of us here in the fans land and in the media, we all know how great of a manager Terry Francona yes, is. Yes, sir. Uh, we we see it. <laughs> Some of us don't understand the decisions he makes, and that's okay because we're fans of the game and we're at a distance. What is it like to play for a manager like Terry best Francona? In, you know, best Tito's, in baseball. Yep, Tito's always looking out for his players. He's always accountable in front of the media. You know, he never throws anybody under the bus. He always has his guys back. What's it like to play for a guy like that? Yeah, he's uh he's truly a legend um in the game of baseball. Um and he just he just knows so much. Um he cares so much. He it's just an awesome thing. He's pulling for the guys, he trusts in the young guys, which is pretty awesome to see. Um like I I didn't I never pinch hit like that in the minor leagues, but like Tito trusting me to do certain things, trusting me I to play that. like it's awesome to see a guy I love it. I lo it's it's awesome to see someone that is so um impactful and and has done it for so long so well like trust literally trusting his guys and and pull for them um he just knows so much he knows when to call team meetings he knows when we need to get put in place when we need to get like he just know he's just so good and we're i'm just happy that i got to play i am playing for a manager like that 
and especially next season um, that he's coming back. So yes, absolutely. So, yeah. and, and that's that's a tribute to you guys. You know, you Tito said in his press conference, one of the absolutely one of the big reasons is is he thinks that the team is building something special and young and exciting, and and he wants to be a part of that. So Richie, I will wrap us out of here. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit before we get out of here about building yes. athletes? Yeah, so uh, Build Different Athletes was a, a company started um, by my brother and I and uh, two of our friends, Chris Perez Woo! and Justin Lopez. Uh, and we started that after I got drafted. Um, and for us, it's just a way to express ourselves. Um, we just love going above and beyond in our craft. Um, and we feel like anyone in any craft, if they go in above and beyond and, and they enjoy it and express themselves, they're, they're truly built different. Um, so... We push that stuff. We have our Instagram is at build different yes, athletes. Um, go give us a follow. Um, we post a lot of good content. We have clothing. We have a bunch of things, hats, headbands, all that stuff, athletic wear. And we're starting to move into like more even fashion wear. Um, but that's what we started. And uh, we, we feel like we're truly built different. Um, and now that I talk to you guys, Chug and Zach, it looks like y'all going above and beyond. So y'all build different too. Hey, we try, man. And that's high praise. And I yes. appreciate that. Um, when I, when I started this podcast, it was, it was just me. I met Chuck through Twitter, uh, did an episode with him and it's been us ever since. And it couldn't be anything else. And I couldn't be more blessed. So Richie, tell us where we can find you on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, it's at, uh, for build different or for me? For both. Both. Uh, on Twitter, it's at build different really? LLC. And for Richie, it's at Richie Millie. Follow me on Instagram too at Richie Millie R I C H I E M I L L E. Follow right. me. I'm, I'm gonna give. I you know I'm gonna get that good content. So. <laughs> yeah. Richie, I'm, I'm behalf hey, of, on behalf follow. of both of us and at the and at the corner. Yes, it really was an honor to sit down and hear from you. It's a, it's an honor and it's an incredible and we you me and Zach are blessed to have an opportunity to watch you play every day, and you seem like a tremendous human being. And thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us. You really are. Yes, sir. Thank you for your and kindness. Thank you so much for sitting down. Really was an honor, Richard. Yeah. No, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, you guys are awesome. Chuck, <laughs> keep tweeting. Keep tweeting, my guy. I see all the yes, tweets. Yes, sir. Don't worry. I, I, I can overdo tweets, it sometimes, Richie. I apologize on that. Nah, there's no such thing. No such thing. No such thing. Go big or go home, Chuck. Never apologize <laughs> for that, man. <laughs> well, it's an honor, man. Thank you guys so much. Richie, thank you so much for your time, sir. Richie P! Yes, sir. Hell yeah, that was a lot of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Richie Palacios. Uh, definitely one of my favorite players to watch uh, that came up this year. And all around, I think one of my favorite players overall now. Uh, you guys heard it. Richie, he was a super nice guy. Absolutely fantastic perspective. Uh, we got to as many questions that you guys sent us as we could. Uh, but Richie answered a lot of things that I think a lot of uh, people reiterated. Um, I knew we were going to be on a time crunch, so I did not put out a public call for questions. I reached out to a couple people privately. Uh, if you were not one of those people, please do not be offended. It's just I had a feeling we were going to be in a time crunch because of the way that this interview fell during the day. And I didn't want to, you know, I always want to be respectful of our guest time. So. I didn't want to let him down with a lot of questions. Always thankful for anybody that takes time to come on this podcast, whether you're a part of our community and you listen, whether you're a staff writer at The Athletic 
covering the beat for a team like Zach Mizell, uh, you know, Justin Lotta, Willie Hood, Richie Palacios in this instance, uh, we always try to be respectful of their time. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we have another player interview coming for you guys next week. That episode will be up on Monday morning. We're recording the episode Sunday night. I will drop some hints through the weekend as to who it is. Uh, and I will kind, probably kindly ask you guys for some questions for us to ask this person midday Sunday. So thank you for listening. Uh, this was kind of impromptu and got it came together all at the last second, but we made it work. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. So thank you for listening, and we will see you on Monday for, at least for now, our mystery guest.